Welcome in, everybody. It is another episode of Fantasy Football Picks and Bets presented to you, as always, by Prize Picks. I am your host, Lauren Carpenter. You may know me as Stepmom Lauren. And today is Sunday, August 22nd. But we're coming at you with some pretty fun stuff today. We have Monday Prize Picks, we have Monday Daily Fantasy. But we're also taking a look back and we're looking at Saturday and maybe Sunday mornings, preseason games, some reactions, what we think, are there any takeaways? We also have some injury recaps for you. And as always, everybody, like I said, is presented by Prize Picks. And if you have not signed up for Prize Picks yet, first of all, what are you waiting for? It is so much fun, my new obsession. But you need to sign up with the promo code MMN. Why? Because your deposit gets doubled up to $100 for you to spend. That's like free money, people. So you put in $50, you get 100. You put $100, you get $200 to spend. That's about the extent of where my math goes without a calculator. So that's the whole deal. Remember, promo code MMN, go to prizepicks.com. Or if you're lazy like I am, there is a link in the description of this video. Remember, Promo code MMN. And again, as always, I think that's going to be my phrase for this show is as always, but a little bit different than some other guests that I've had. I have a really good friend of mine joining, joining, joining me today. Excuse me. I speak English. It's Sunday. What do you, my brain's fried. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll go on from there, but we have the one and only Scott Simpson. He is here to join us today in blue numbers. My friend, how are you doing today? Thank you for helping me out because clearly I need all the help I can get. You know what? I'm so excited to be here, Lauren. And no joning. Uh, that's not how we're going to do that. I'm excited to be I working uh, with the Mayo Media Network this year and be working with you. I'm sure we'll have more than one pod uh, this year to kind of go back and forth. So this is going to be fun. And we're going to try to keep it professional, but we're going to laugh and have a good time and keep it light. It's the preseason. We, our money hasn't gone yet. We still have lots of our money left to kind of play with all season. So it's kind of fun right now to play prize picks, DraftKings, and look at back at preseason. I mean, I love it. It's going to be a great show. I know. Can we make joning like a thing? Can we make it into a word that has meaning? We're going to try to do this, you and I, so that we can have some meaning behind this now inside joke that we have just created right here. And we do have money that we can spend on these things. And if you use the promo code MMN, you now have double the money in order to make some more money, which is what we're here for. So, Scott, let's dive right into our Monday prize picks. What do you say, my friend? Why don't, why don't we get into those? Oh, I'm so excited about the prize picks for Monday. Uh, I mean, every day I'm excited for prize picks. And that's what's cool with the last couple of weeks. There's, or, you know, two weeks, there's been multiple days of football instead of just one or two. So you have like prize picks every day. So really cool. There's prize picks up for today, even still for some of the games. Uh, so go check it out over there. MMN for sure. Uh, let's start off with the rushing props here. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm looking at it on my screen. There's three props for the game. Uh, you know, Dare Ungabawale. I'll say that three times fast. Devonta that Smith. was awesome. P.S. <laughs> Give yourself some credit right there, my friend, because that was awesome. Well, Let's I appreciate it. Thank you. As a teacher, I try to learn all my students' names. I'm in a really diverse county with people from all over the world, which is amazing. I love it. And so trying to actually understand the pronunciation is tricky, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying my best here. So if I mess up, you know, feel free to call me. Uh, 
Devonta Freeman, you know, we know who he is. Uh, Latavius Murray, the, the, all the props are kind of low. Uh, some of them are dangling fruit. I, I'm not in love with any of these props necessarily for the running backs. I think that, uh, you know, Dari has the best chance to get it. He had 24 yards last week on eight carries. So just volume wise, he was outpacing everybody else. Uh, still, though, it's a stout Saints defense. I don't know if they're going to feature Dari as often. So I think that's the one I would go for if I'm, if I'm looking for a Jags running back. Uh, on the Saints side, Devonta Freeman, for me, has more upside in this matchup just because they don't know where he's fitting in on this team. They just signed him. They want to give him a chance to kind of be that third or fourth running back. And, and they already know where Latavius Murray stands. I mean, wh- why are you going to burn out Latavius Murray in preseason? You know, for him to get 30 yards, either he busts off a, a long one or they give him, you know, six, seven, eight carries. I don't think you'd do that to Latavius. So I think if you're going to go with one of the Saints running backs, I would go with Freeman uh, in this matchup. He's got the lower total too by five yards, at, you know, 25.5. So uh, what about you? What do you think about the, the rushing kind of upside in this game? Um, I, I, they're probably going to have to rely on a lot of rushing. Am I right? We got a quarterback battle here for this Saints game, and I cannot wait to see what happens. I think you and I have a take that's a little bit spicy on that one moving forward. But these price picks are yours, my friend, because I am here for your expertise because I need your expertise. Like I said, I need your knowledge. I need that research because guys like you put in that time in this preseason to find all the information that some of us just don't have time to do. Maybe we got other stuff going on, but Nimblu numbers over here, my buddy Scott, he can give you that kind of information that isn't necessarily at the helm, super ready, at your fingertips. It takes some digging in order to do. So I love that on your rushing takes. Let's go on to the next category on price picks. And if you're following along, these are categories right on the tabs there. So if you just go on over to the passing section, give me what you got on passing here. These are over-unders that I think might be kind of juicy. What do you think? Yeah, so I, I like two, and I'm going to fade one. And so uh, Trevor Lawrence at 80.5, I definitely think he's capable of hitting that number. My issue, though, is just the rotation that he's going to be in, you know, with the pretty boy, the mustache man uh, himself, Gardner Minshew, uh, one of our favorite characters who kind of emerged last year as, as just a personality, and uh, or maybe the year before. But, uh, you know, I, I like him. Uh, but I don't like him in, in one quarter getting 80 yards. I think that's just kind of a high total. If he plays into the second and they give him more snaps, uh, which maybe they're going to do, but you know, I, I think they're going to give them maybe three or four quarterbacks a chance this week. So I, I just don't like that high total for him. The Saints are, are good, you know, you know, they're vulnerable defense, uh, you know, or a venerable defense, not a vulnerable defense. You know, they're venerable. So I, I'm not going to go with Trevor Lawrence. On the other hand, you talked about Taysom Hill. You're a big Taysom Hill truther, which I love. Uh, last week, he had uh, eight receptions. He had 80 yards, so about, you know, 10 yards per reception. Uh, this week, he's going to get about a quarter as well. He's going to get the second quarter. Uh, I think he has eight to 10 receptions in him. Uh, and if he averages eight yards a reception, or maybe around seven and a half, let's just say, he's going to hit that number at 63 and a half. So uh, I know that you were excited about that, you know, kind of pre-show. Uh, tell me what you see in Taysom that you like him so much. Okay, so the reason I like Taysom is mine is going to be that redraft fantasy perspective on a season long and not necessarily that I would draft Taysom Hill myself. But what I do like out of Taysom Hill is that Sean Payton, the head coach of the Saints, has kind of leaned on Taysom Hill. And I say this from the perspective of the overarching theme of everybody expected to be Jameis Winston. I am not really sold on that. Mm. And that is kind of why I like Taysom Hill a little bit, because I like to be a little controversial. I like to be a little cantankerous sometimes. And I like that Taysom Hill is pretty scrappy. I like that he's pretty new to this and he's giving a veteran, if you will, like Jameis Winston a run for his money, because I don't think Winston's really pulled ahead of the pack 
that like he should. And I, I just think everyone is just assuming it's going to be taste or uh, sorry, Jameis Winston's job. And I think that is a, still a big question that is up in the air for me. Yeah. And I think they're going to be both used and utilized. I mean, we saw last year with Taysom Hill, uh, he was effective. He, he, you know, they, they did not, you know, they missed a little bit in Drew Brees, but uh, you know, Taysom Hill was still, he brought a little bit of different ground game, uh, which you're not going to see in the preseason just because it's a little bit, uh, you know, new, you're trying to figure out in this matchup, Sean Payton wants to see between both quarterbacks, who's going to have the most effective rapport with his wide receivers. Who's going to be able to get the ball through his reads, get through those progressions, know where the ball is going to go effectively uh, get the ball to the receivers without turning it over Jameis. I know he's got at least one, there's not a prop on here, but there's an interception prop or a fumble prop. I would definitely take it somewhere today for Jameis. It's just what he does. So I think Peyton wants to see him not do that. And Taysom Hill doesn't turn the ball over that much. So I think Taysom just has to kind of, like you said, uh, ride the storm out. But I think both of them hit over on this. I think, you know, Winston going up against a Jags defense that was, you know, bottom half of the league last year uh, against uh, wide receivers. I think they're going to try to get that wide receiver rapport, like I said, set up. So look for a lot of targets, look for Marquez Callaway to get the attention, uh, you know, look for a uh, little Jordan Humphrey to get some as well. So uh, I, I like both of these uh, overs in this one. One of the greatest names in the NFL, Lil Jordan Humphrey. I like that Humphreys. Is it is freeze or free? It's free. I, I checked because I thought it was freeze, Humphrey. and I wrote it. And I, yeah, Humphrey. I but still, it's still really cool. I I do, but you know what? As a person who like I don't have one of those names that could. Uh, maybe I can. It's Carpenter. But if someone called me Carpenters, I'd be like, I'm singular. I'm not plural. Right. So I apologize, <laughs> Lil Jordan. That was my bad. Right. My bad, my friend. Well, maybe let's he go just- ahead. He brings it so much that he's like plural. You know what I mean? Maybe in this matchup. That's I don't- true. Actually, you know what? I should be plural because the amount of personalities that I have is like probably conditional and I should see someone about it, but I won't because I'm, I'm totally fine. Hey, what do you mean? instead. It's even better. Yeah. Why you know, so there you go. This is, this is personality number 422. I don't know. Let, let's go into passing though. What do you think? We got some over under on Re, sorry, we just did passing. Receiving is what I mean. We're going to go into the receiving on price picks. Again, if you're following along, it is in that next tab right on over. Receiving. Talk to me. Yeah. What we got? So, you know, there's a couple of different things here, a couple of different angles that I'm kind of looking. Uh, last week, Tavon Austin, who's one of the fastest uh, friends in the NFL, who was – uh, he's been a starter before. I know he's kind of fringe. He's never really been uh, as effective as I think everyone wanted him to be, uh, you know, but I think this is when he shines. The preseason is when you're like, this is when Kevon Austin gets his. So over 22 and a half receiving yards, you know, I think he gets four or five uh, targets this game, just like he did last game. If he can catch three or four of them, he can turn it into, you know, 30 yards. So I like that over, uh, you know, I said, cash that ticket uh, for me, please. On, on, on the show script. I got to, you know, use that. I got to be authentic to that one. Cause I, I do think that one cash is pretty, pretty, easily on the other side of the flip side i'm fading colin johnson uh he only saw two targets uh last week and uh for zero yards so one catch zero yards uh i know that they've featured him downfield before but i'm just not seeing a big colin johnson you know 30 uh yard reception performance so i'm fading him uh at his so that's where i'm kind of going with with the jacksonville jacks on the other side i do like callaway he's got 27 and a half receiving total i like the over for that uh like i said before about the reps uh and so that's somebody who i think you can target and kind of have confidence that uh if he gets a few receptions he's going to hit that total I'm just seeing the other name that we have here on prize picks and it's Ty Montgomery. He is like slowly turning into a Frank Gore of like multiple positions. Like 
He's yet on another team here. And as a running back, this this man just goes beyond my mind. But what do you think about Ty Montgomery here? Did, it, was he one that stuck out to you or were you just kind of like, nah? Because I think that might be a name that some people may recognize from the regular season and they may be tempted. But what do you think? You know, I mean, it comes down to whether or not he uh, what he does with his catches, if he gets a couple catches. I don't think he's going to get a lot of volume in this matchup. And so definitely could break that. Uh, and, and go downfield. You know, the Saints offense is kind of designed to move the ball downfield. So I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm not going to be betting on that necessarily happening in this game. Um, you know, it could be him, Callaway, you know, the, I don't know, Deontay Harris hasn't been, or you know, Deontay Harris hasn't been post- featured at all. So like, there's just different things that could happen. We don't know what they're going to do. Um, but uh, I'd like the Callaway play better. Just, I think you're trying to look for receivers who are going to be starters getting those reps with Jameis and with Taysom. And so not that Ty Montgomery is not going to be a starter, but I don't think he's going to, I think Callaway's played better. Uh, and so I think they want to get him more targets. I like it. So we're taking the over on Callaway. Um, I really like that because you're, you're taking that perspective from the quarterback point of view, which is something we need to consider when we're looking at this in a vacuum, right? Because this is preseason information. When you know this kind of stuff, you have to put it into storylines. And that is how we're making those decisions moving forward, which I love. Again, everybody, prizepicks.com, promo code MMN, Mayo Media Network. You can also follow the link that's right in the description of this video if you're lazy, like I am. Remember, promo code MMN, your deposit up to $100 gets doubled. It's like free money. And I love it because I like free money a lot. Uh, I like shoes. Actually, no, I don't. I usually just wear flip-flops. I like t-shirts. That's what I spend. What do you spend your money on? Uh, you know, honestly, until this last couple, you know, last year, I, I had never spent my money at all. Um, I, I love- I'm my sorry. Are you human? Do I, you have like online shop? What is wrong with you? No. A, a lot no. is wrong okay. with me. So I'll just say my wife takes care of a lot of the online shopping for our family's quota in the world of online shopping. Um, she does a lot of that for my lovely girls. Shout out London and Adelaide. They're my favorites and for herself too. Um, I'm just, I came from a, a family of a lot of kids and so we never had anything. And so I've always just kind of deprived myself of resources and survived on little. So uh, I finally bought myself a 70 inch Vizio TV, which it's not even that great. It's 700 bucks, not even that great, but it's huge. You know, it's like, that's something I, you know, I spent my money on, but uh, my wife made me uh, wear, uh, go get some new shoes. So on Saturday, I went and bought four pairs of shoes. So I did spend some money on shoes and they look nice. I'm gonna rock them out at school this year, wearing shorts because my classroom has no windows. So this is my uh, kind of my experience with, uh, I got to rock shorts, so. I am really proud of you. I am really proud of you for buying that 70 inch TV. I'm a sucker for TVs as well. I like to have every single open space on my wall plastered with TVs. Ask my husband. It's a true story. I should send a picture of all the TVs that are in my living room. I, I look it. like a sports bar, but congratulations on your new shoes purchase. That is a step in the right direction. And also congratulations to your wife taking care of your shopping and also big shout out to London. She is a champ. Let's go ahead and move on to our daily fantasy. Now for all of us, DraftKings junkies, we want to set some daily fantasy lineups for Monday. I know you did some pretty stellar research on this. In fact, he was like, I really want to talk about this. So Scott, take it away. Yeah. So I'm not going to just lean on myself here because I think uh, if you're doing good research, you're reading other people, uh, you're, you're investing in, in people who are smart. So one of my favorite people came on the show last week, uh, Matt Kajewski over at Awesome. You know, he shared last week on the show, just the way that he builds some of these showdown lineups is to look at the defenses and to say, uh, is there something in this matchup that could be exploited and you can kind of differentiate yourself, vary yourself uh, in the captain spot. And so this week I'm looking at a Saints defense who, uh, is much better, and uh, as just as a team, the team is much better than the Jaguars. And 
And I know the Jaguars are going to play a lot of different quarterbacks. You know, it's not going to be one kind of systemic system going down the field. You kind of see what everybody can do. So I kind of just like this matchup for the Saints defense. And so if you're trying to differentiate, you don't have to do this, but I'm going to kind of follow the Matt Kajewski train of thought. He's not saying to do it this week, but I kind of like this as a, as a matchup for, for this defense. So I'm going to put them in there as my start. And then uh, from, from there, uh, if I'm kind of game scripting this and thinking about what's happening, I've already talked about the over for both quarterbacks. I'm thinking that Jameis or if you're going to play either one, Jameis or, uh, you know, our guy Taysom, uh, make good plays. And if you're going to play one of them, you should stack them with somebody. So, you know, little Jordan Humphrey is stackable. Marcus Calloway is stackable too. Uh, and so th- those are some of the wide receiver pairings that I would go for. Um, if you're playing with Lauren, she's going to go Taysom Hill. You know, I might go Jameis just to differentiate. So we don't, you know, share the pot, which sucks when you have to share the GPP pot, by the way. Uh, so I think there was a, one of the, one of the showdowns last year, like, like, like 400 people won or 500, or whatever it was and everyone got like 50 bucks or 500 bucks. It was so discouraging, you know, so you don't want to do that. So we're going to differentiate, uh, on, on the running back side, you know, last week, Tony Jones jr. Just ran all over the place. He had 120 combined yards passing and rushing. Uh, I like what I saw in him. He's not on the, the, the prize picks pool, but he is over there on DraftKings, which is cool. So I'm kind of exploiting that matchup. I'm going to jump him, drop him in there, just getting a couple receptions. I like that. You know, the Saints do throw the football uh, against a, a defense, maybe in the third or fourth quarter, who's not that good. You know, the Jags uh, aren't rolling out great depth there at the, the third and fourth stringer. So it just, there's an opportunity, I think, there for Jones to kind of exploit that. Uh, and then on the other side uh, with the Jags, I, I think they're going to run into a little bit of trouble. So if, if you're going to put a quarterback in there, maybe go C.J. Beathard. He's in mop-up duty. Maybe he plays two quarters or maybe a quarter and a half. Uh, you know, I don't like really either one of the first, uh, you know, Gardner Minshew or, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence in that first couple quarters. I think they're going to be up against better competition. So maybe get the Saints when they're when they're down. Uh, you know, if, if you want to play, I, I don't think I'm going to play, uh, you know, C.J. Beathard. But if you want to kind of get that upside there, I know that, that would kind of be as a way to offset your team and make stuff a little bit different. Uh, skill position-wise for the Jags, they have some players. Tavon Austin, I mentioned before, you know, he's a little moneymaker play that you could, you know, have him on the back end. And then I always like LaVisca. LaVisca is just a, uh, like a running back, Debo Samuel type. Uh, and so it's preseason. We can see what happens. He didn't get a lot of targets last week, but we'll see if he gets a couple more. Uh, he's somebody who I always kind of want to play around with. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's going to be a more brand name who's going to be on the field and maybe not the whole game, but, Tavon Austin, I think, does uh, have some sneaky upside, maybe a touchdown in him. We'll see. I love it. I have two things I want to add to this. Um, full disclosure, again, for anyone who missed the episode that I had Matt Gajeski on, um, every time I saw his name, I really had to practice in the mirror and say his name correctly because every time I read it, all I thought was Mike Kosicki, the tight end, and it was really bad. So do you want to know how bad it was, Scott? When I read your show notes, I literally read – Mike Gesicki builds his shirt. And I'm like, what's, what does he mean about Mike Gesicki? This just should be interesting. Literally, that is what my brain is still like, I can't. You know what else my brain can't end up getting away from before we move on to our preseason week two recap is every time I see the name CJ Beathard, I giggle. And I am not ashamed to admit it. Go look it up for the spelling if you don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, let's go ahead and talk about our preseason week two recap. I mean, we are looking for, well, we were looking for, but now we're going to go ahead and look backwards. It's 
preseason. Some people may not really want to talk about it. Some people may not really care about it, but we care about it. We're talking about it because these are ways for us to make money. But let's go ahead and have some reactions to what happened. Okay. We had our first two games, which didn't coincide with one another. Luckily, we could watch each one of them. I had a serious situation when it came to the seven o'clock games, but about that later. So we looked at the Buffalo Bills at the Chicago Bears, but we also saw the New York Jets at the Green Bay Packers. I just want to throw my little two cents in here first, if you don't mind, Scott. But I loved the Mitch Trubisky revenge narrative that was going on here for the Bills against the Bears. So if anybody missed it, Trubisky was actually starting for the Buffalo Bills. And again, I'm going to have 2004 call me back for its phrase, but he opens up a can of whoop ass (laughs) on the Bears. And it was pretty awesome. I found myself cheering for him. But then on the other game, too, I want to touch on how very impressed I was with Zach Wilson. Like, he looked, he looked, okay, all right, I see you, Zach. That was, that was pretty awesome. And as much as I really love Jamison Crowder, I cannot ignore the chemistry and basically the security blanket that Zach Wilson is creating with the new Jet, former Titan, Corey Davis. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I, I like what I've seen from Zach Wilson. I, I was a little down on him out of all the rookie quarterbacks coming out. There's a lot of rookie quarterbacks. I think the Jets. I know, me too. I was too. Yeah, and I think the Jets situation, though, um, he, if he does have the opportunity to, to kind of fling it, as they say, yeah, there, there could be a lot of upside with, with Zach Wilson. I, my, I was uh, an Elijah Moore truther, and I still think he's going to have a good season. Uh, but the, the early season rapport with Zach Wilson and Corey Davis is undeniable. It just they look really good together, and that's good. A young rookie quarterback needs a veteran wide receiver who he can trust, who can put the ball in space and go, "You're big, you can go get this." Uh, and I think Zach Wilson's got that zing to be able to put it out there uh, and and maybe not leave him hanging. So kind of maybe put him in stride. You, you put him in stride and give him space. I think there's definitely an opportunity. Same with Elijah Moore, though, man. You give Elijah Moore some space. You saw the training camp footage. Maybe the Jets, you know, DBs are just straight trash. I don't think they are. I mean, they're not great, but <laughs> uh, man, geez, Louise, he was putting them in a blender, uh, you know, and it, he looked great too. So I do think there's a lot of upside uh, in that uh, in that situation there. And I like how uh, you know you've kind of picked up on on the the the, the young quarterback. And then also the, the revenge quarterback. So a lot of quarterback narratives, uh, yes. you know, from both games, which dominates my thoughts too. So, I mean, Justin Fields, uh, you know, he looked great when he was running for his life, scrambling away, uh, almost getting killed. Uh, one time I thought he was getting killed. Uh, by the way, there's no, no reason for that type of hit. It is not 1985 anymore. And so I understand it's hard. I'm not going to, you know, you know, be critical of everybody, but kind of just wrap up, man. Hit around the, the stomach area. Just, this is a this is a, a marquee franchise quarterback. We can't have him getting hurt uh, by a you know a head injury. So please, no 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 more of that. Um, and his offensive line, man, you guys got to do a better job protecting him. So those, those are kind of two key takeaways. Let's make sure we protect our quarterbacks because uh, we want to see him for a long time. Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, you know they're lighting it up. Let's keep it going. I know. I'll just I'll piggyback one more thing on that one, too, is that when Dalton was in, it was vanilla. It was boring. It was kind of like, man, the crowd booed him. And then in, in like classic Dalton fashion, he's like, oh, you're going to boo me. Yeah. And he like threw a 73 yard touchdown bomb. But I don't think anyone cared. But as soon as Justin Fields came in, it was we are not worthy. It was the roaring crowds. But when you have a terrible offensive line. What you need is a mobile quarterback in order to extend plays and be able to move the chains. So this is going to be very difficult for Matt Nagy moving forward because what does he do here? Does he want to win football games 
or does he want to protect his franchise quarterback? This is going to be very challenging for him. And I think Justin Fields is just making the case after every game that we've seen him play against Andy Dalton that uh, this might be his team a lot sooner rather than later. I don't think it's week one because that's against the Rams and Aaron Darnold. So that may be Andy Dalton's chance to uh, be the sacrificial lamb, if you will. Do you have anything else you want to add? Or I am going to move on to the 7, 7.30 o'clock slate. Scott, what do you think? I'm going to agree with you uh, on that. And I think that Matt Nagy keeps saying, like, this is my girlfriend. Hey, everybody, I want everybody to know this is my <laughs> girlfriend right here. I love her. She's Andy Dalton's my girlfriend. And I love her. And then, like, you know, right behind him is, you know, yeah, right there is, is Justin Fields. We can all see him. And he's like, I love this. This is my, I think he keeps looking at Justin Fields the whole time. You know, like we know he, he's going to go to him. I'm guessing it's week two. We're hoping it's week two. Um, but man, yeah, I mean, you might see the red rifle just get, you know, decimated on, in week one and he has to come in week one. I don't know, you know? So I like what you said about the rolling pocket. You got to get the, the, the chains moving. You got to move that space and create, you know, spacing all around by doing that. And Justin Fields can do that for days. So I love that. Great take. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be here all week. Actually, no, just maybe once a week. I don't know. I haven't had my schedule yet, but we'll go ahead and move on to the next part of our schedule, which are the seven o'clock, seven thirty games. Let me just run through them real quick, Scott, before I get your take first this time. We had Baltimore at Carolina. We had Atlanta at Miami, which um, P.S. Cable, get your stuff figured out because that was not on when it was supposed to be on. Thank you very much. Moving on to the next one. We also had Detroit at Pittsburgh. Oh, boy, that game. <laughs> and we had Tennessee at Tampa Bay. Give me your first thoughts. So let's let's run through these. Yeah, so let's start with the Ravens and the Panthers. You know, for me, uh, I like Terrace Marshall a lot. He's somebody who I've been drafting in best ball, drafting and redraft, doing you know a lot of work with him. Uh, he's going to. I be like that best ball call. I really like that best ball call right there. Well done. Continue. Sorry about that. He, oh no, it's, he's going to be a problem this year. He's just going to be a problem. He's six two. You know, two 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 or five two ten. Like he's just going. He's huge. He's going to be a problem in the slot. You saw him. Uh, you know already gaining steam and yeah it's kind of you know in that maybe he's not the best of the best competition but he's doing it uh and he's not missing a beat you think he was a veteran just jumping in catching those fly routes and i, I love it so i'm a terrace marshall guy and he kind of stood out to me last week and then he continued to kind of that that momentum was just there he looks like a professional wide receiver he looks like a a, a grown-ass man to borrow pete Overzet. shout out uh pete Overzet's phrase yeah for sure grown-ass man I love it. So for me, what really spoke to me on this first game and right here, guys, for everybody, you know, listening at home, we're talking about the Baltimore. Are we talking about which, which game? See, I've already lost. Yeah. Baltimore, Carolina. See, I told you I was delirious, but this is something that I think you agree with me here too. When we're talking on the Panther side, we have Sam Darnold who finally started and his connection that he has with Robbie Anderson that I love in regular, you know, redraft fantasy. I think you can get him at an absolute steal. I loved that. Um, but it's like, what do you do with these? This is preseason. So it's kind of like, meh. Like, I, I don't really know how else to see this because Sam Darnold had this amazing connection with Robbie Anderson, I think on like one completion. And then by the time that drive all the way got, got all the way to the red zone, excuse me, he like sailed it over the dude's head. I'm like, dude, what, where are you? No, what are you doing? Darnold. The Sam this Darnold. Is chance, man. Like I, I can't like, that that worries me. That does worry me, and, and I really want Darnold to succeed this year. I don't like it. Well, I I agree with you on Robbie Anderson being undervalued, and so we're talking about somebody who last year he broke a thousand yards for the first time. That was great. 
Uh, he was very efficient. You know, I think he was above 70%, around 70% catching the football. So he's somebody who uh, is, I think, not their best receiver overall, but I think he um, is going to be somebody who Sam Darnold can rely on. The problem, though, is can we rely on Sam Darnold? And like you said, he's he's hit and he's missed, and so he needs to get his stuff together. I'll say that nicely uh, before I can kind of invest that much in Robbie Anderson. You know, Robbie Anderson's going at that, that wide receiver 32 where he is a great value, but if Jerry Judy's there, you know because he's getting drafted like right next to him i'm just so tempted to go judy uh until i see sam Darnold like be consistent be consistent that's what i want from him i love it i love it okay so let's go ahead and and speed up here through the rest of these games because the only thing i want to mention is chuba hubbard is no christian mccaffrey i still am down on jk dobbins because gus edward is going to be an absolute nightmare for fantasy owners who think that this is jk dobbins backfield because it's not let's go ahead and move on to the falcons and the dolphins um i mean i for me Tua looked okay but for me really this boils down to what is happening with that running back room in miami um i don't think there was too much clarity there might be like a lean towards miles gaskin who everyone said was dead and i'm just like oh look there he is look he's not dead i see him it's like bigfoot sighting <laughs> he's there i see him gaskin well i gotta say i i have been hesitant with Gaskin, just drafting and, and redrafting and best ball and different things. Just I don't know what his role is going to be. He did look good though yeah. in the role that we saw him. You know, he caught a touchdown pass. He just he looked nimble out of the backfield. Uh, you know, shout out my wife. She hates the word adroit, so it became nimble with numbers instead of adroit because she hates it. So I couldn't do adroit. So why? He, she just she, every time I adroit's a fabulous word. Moist, not a good word. Adroit, no, great no. word. I, I love that word. Every time I say it, she goes, yeah, I don't like that word. So. And it's just, it's nimble instead of adroit, but I think he is very nimble. And if he's got a passing game role, then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in, uh, especially if you can get him later. If people are doubting him, like I am, maybe he falls a little bit in your draft and you're not this thing, Lauren, you're, you're in some of these industry drafts too, where we're all like cutting edge razor sharp, you know, like I got him two two uh, rounds ahead of ADP. I'm drafting against Denny Carter or whatever, you know, and you're just like, <laughs> ridiculous you know so home leagues are a little less cutthroat so he might slip i do like him as an rb3 upside rb2 uh in that flex role every week but honestly wide receivers rule the day so uh we'll just see kind of where where i'm at there uh in the in the process i definitely agree with you for miles gaskin on that flex role here um and then for the falcons for me on this one this just kind of looked like who are we going to put behind mike davis that was about it for me that's all i got out of that yeah yeah well his thighs one of his thighs is behind his other thigh. He's hiding, <laughs> smuggling hams in his thighs. So, yeah, I mean, when you have two of them, you just don't need anybody else behind him. But I'm just worried yeah. about him lasting the whole season. So I think you're right. Somebody has to kind of be behind him, and we'll see kind of what happens in the first couple of weeks. I think he'll be hot off the first start. I do think he will. Nice. And that's something to keep in mind on, too, is, is who is going to be taking that, quote, RB2 role for the Falcons here. Let's go ahead and roll roll right forward here. We've got the um, my husband's team, the Lions, against the Steelers. And the one takeaway, actually, I'm going to make it two takeaways that I got here for Detroit, is that it still sucks to be a Lions fan, but you guys have a great punter. Good job. Because right. you need it. All right. Well, here's Badly. You can't uh, bite any kneecaps if you can't catch anybody. You know what I mean? Like I, the tackling was atrocious. Like literally, their punter was the shining light of that whole game. Right. Every everyone in my house, we were talking about it. We're like, damn, that punter is good, but that's that doesn't win you football games. <laughs> what is your husband? You know, not to try to like inside baseball the the podcast, but what does he think about Dan Campbell? Because I think he's a maniac. No offense, you know. 
He loves he loves Dan Campbell because my yeah. husband is like he is a bearded man. He is ferocious. He is a man's man. So like kind of the same mentality. He doesn't necessarily agree with biting kneecaps off. Thank goodness, because otherwise we might have an issue. But That's yeah, a- I mean, I'm excited about Dan Campbell, too. But excitement doesn't translate into winning. And what we saw there was incredibly poor tackling. In fact, it was so bad. The NFL Network actually went away to another thing and then came back and somehow in that break, they scored 20 points. And I don't even know how they did it. No clue. No clue. Who knows? Don't know. But what what do you think on the Steelers side? Because there was really nothing to write home about for the poor Lions. But we saw Najee Harris come in. We actually saw Big Ben play. And my favorite wide receiver, Deontay Johnson, please work on your drops. He had a a pretty nice drive there with Ben Roethlisberger, too. What do you think? Yeah, you know what? I, I like seeing Big Ben out there. I think we were worried about Big Ben this offseason. Uh, he was, he was, I don't know why. I love him. Yeah, he was waffling, you know? And so I think if you see him at the beginning of the year, he's fresh. By the end, he does kind of, it, it, it takes its toll on him. And so now I love seeing Big Ben. He looks thinner. He just looks like he's, you know, better. You know, he's more mobile. He can move around. So, right. Uh, so he yeah. doesn't look like the super fat version of Anchorman when he right. lost his job. Right. If that's what you're saying. Right. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's, he's adapted a little bit. So I like seeing that. I love Deontay Johnson. Uh, you know, I also love Chase Claypool as well. I'm getting a little down on Juju this year um, myself, but yeah, I do love Deontay Johnson. He's one of my favorites. And then Najee Harris, besides just the Lions, I, this is what I was thinking. People can go, ah, oh, the Lions, they suck. You know, they can't tackle anybody. But according to Warren Sharp over there at the football uh, st- uh, f- sharpfootballstats.com, the Steelers face 12 teams that are in the bottom 15 of defense, uh, defensive rush efficiency all year. So they're going to be giving Najee Harris the ball a lot. They're going to be getting six. Even if they suck as a line, they're up against other teams' lines that suck. So, like, you know, you saw a preview of it. You know, if your line sucks, my line sucks, let's give a little screen pass over Najee Harris and then run through your defense. So I do love the PPR upside for Najee Harris a lot. And so hope you bought the when you know people said oh, his line sucks and he went down and I've always been on him and I have him ranked right in front of Antonio Gibson uh, in middle of the second round kind of you know maybe 12 uh, I'm sorry 204 205 I don't know I'm not sure we'll figure it out I love that I would not be surprised if Najee Harris actually it continues to increase in ADP right before we get to draft season so keep your eye on that too I believe in it I wouldn't mind taking a first round on Najee Harris but let's get to our last game of this 7 7 30 slate here really quick I have some super hard-hitting analysis it starts with oj howard why don't you go ahead and say what you were going to say and then i'll say what i'm going to say yeah i mean he made a catch so i mean uh, and he also missed a catch and he dropped a ball too uh right yeah and he, that's he, it yeah that was it and so <laughs> i was i was thinking like you know bruce arians loves tight end so much it was just such an important thing to let people know that he got two targets like that's crazy yeah. One for one. I mean, you know, it could have been worse. Also yeah. could have been better, you know, but hey, there was that. So that's really all I got out of the Titans Bucks game. No okay. starters, boring. All right, moving on. We have our 8 p.m. slate. And in this one, we saw the hot mess that is Houston at Dallas, as well as Indianapolis at Minnesota, uh, the Texans. This is such a gross situation all across the board. When it comes to running backs, Mark Ingram was like, look, I'm so awesome again. I'm like, a new number. Got a new number. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down, man. And then there's the whole quarterback situation, which is another absolute mess. I got absolutely no clarity out of this whatsoever behind like David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, Rex Burkhead. Like, what are we doing here? I really have no idea. No, I, it didn't look great. I mean, I, honestly, I was surprised that Davis Mills played so long. 
And um, he looked better. He only, you know, I mean, he didn't look terrible. He didn't look the worst. I mean, okay, he didn't look great. But still, he was there. <laughs> he was there. Be honest, dear. Be honest. He was looking like a real quarterback when he was dropping back, at least. You know, I'll put that in. Like, it looked real. And that's what the Texans need. Just uh, something that looks kind of real. Uh, well, but, is it like, wait, it's going to be like a cardboard cutout? Like, of course he's real. <laughs> he's a human. No, I'm just saying it looks like football, even though it's like not. You know what I mean? Like, they're trying True. to. Right, Touche. Right. Nailed it. But, but I mean, the, the David Johnson thing about where'd he go? Like, you, you ever on the highway and they have like those silver alerts or like, you know, someone's missing and they're like, you know, and like they're, they're, you got, they're a danger to the community. I guess David Johnson, like, where is he? He's, he's not helping his team. Where is he? What's he going to do this year? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, Philip Lindsay, I think it's the back to, to grab there. In, 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 if you're, I'm not grabbing a lot of backs in, in tech in Houston, honestly. So, but like, right. old man Johnson, he's just not it. Yeah, not, this game did not give me any clarity. Uh, and really, the only thing I was paying attention to here on the Dallas side of the ball, we all know Tony Pollard's amazing behind Ezekiel Elliott, so he's going to be an insurance policy for me, no doubt, if I'm going to prescribe to that during my drafts. But it's really like, what's this quarterback competition going to look like behind Dak? Because he got a shoulder injury, he had his ankle injury, whatever. Garrett Gilbert, one of my like favorite people ever, sucked. And then we saw Cooper Rush, we saw Ben DiNucci, and it was like, I'm so glad Dak Prescott is back. Real quick on that one before we go to the next game so we don't, you know. DiNucci. That's all for that one. It's just DiNucci. <laughs> DiNucci. I love that. Yeah, I just want him to be on there. So I can be like, hey, when, when's the Soprano? You can watch the Sopranos with me, Ben DiNucci? You know? Oh, but DiNucci. What do you have done for the family? I love yeah. it. I love right. it. Yeah. I'm yeah, so let's go to the fun one. Let's go to the fun one on tight end love because I, I feel like we don't, not we, because I, I know you and I do, but yeah. Tight end love for Irv Smith. Okay, now we did see Kirk Cousins start. Now, when you watch a preseason game, what I like to do is I like to watch and see who are these quarterbacks targeting in these, quote, meaningless games. But what does that chemistry look like? And you know what? I saw him go for Irv Smith, and I was real happy about this. And I think Zimmer had a different take from that that you alerted me into. And what was that? Yeah, it was interesting. I loved it too. And then uh, I remembered back to earlier in the in the preseason where some a reporter asked him. They just said, "Hey, you know, I mean, they're risking their life even asking Mike Zimmer a question as a reporter." You know, he's it, really angry. Yeah, he's a tough guy. You know what I'm saying? He I'm, needs to Zimmer down. He does. Need I got to you, Mike Randall. That's hilarious. He does. He he needed to Zimmer down this one. They said, "Hey, are you going to have any expanded kind of role for Irv Smith? He's just a real great tight end, or whatever, you know." And he was just like adamant, like, "No." nothing we're doing no, nothing is changing you know and then so then you go out and Kirk Cousins targets him a bunch and so I, I just don't believe coach speak as much like even though Mike Zimmer's trying to be hard and like you know what I mean like he's just he's the same as every other coach just like it's like you're keeping a secret from like the other team like oh no they're not going to throw to that really good tight end they have there you know like because Mike wink Zimmer, wink yeah ha ha like it's just come on Mike just be like yeah man he's awesome we're gonna do what we can do you know just get, stop pretending like you're 14 and you have like a secret club that no one knows about you know come on I have a secret club that no one knows about. Not even you. What is it? You don't even know. It's a How's that? All right. So on the Colts side of the ball, too, I think the question for me was who is going to be the starting quarterback if Carson Wentz is not healthy enough to go in week one? Again, wink, wink. He'll be freaking fine. But there's this you know, situation between Jacob said Sam Ellinger. I kind of like Sam Ellinger a little bit. And the only reason I even bring this up before we go on to our last slate of games here, everybody, is I bring this up because if there is a possibility that he doesn't start, it's not about grabbing one of those backup quarterbacks. 
It's about understanding who that backup quarterback, whichever one it is, starts, who he targets. Mm. This is what I want to bring up that is very important to know. If Sam Ellinger does start week one, a very sneaky pickup to play, whether it's in redraft off fantasy or, uh, sorry, for redraft fantasy, excuse me, or daily fantasy, Zach Pascal, his favorite target, and I think he looked his way every single play. Anything else you want to add there, Scott, before we head on to our last slate of games and then we finish up with our injuries? No, I love that. And, and I love the DFS angle as well. And those are some like real cheap plays. I mean, I'm sure Ellinger will be like, oh, super value price. Yeah. Which is what I love. Bargain shopper right here. Yeah. My wife as well. So you guys would probably be besties. Yes. yes. <laughs> that was all. That's all I got. Literally. So if Sam Ellinger starts, go to Zach Pascal for a super sneaky play, whether in redraft or in DFS. Finally, last one, we had our 10 PM games. I thought they were going to be a lot more exciting than they really were. So I was kind of bummed about this, but we had Las Vegas at Los Angeles Rams. Um, I really want to see Matthew Stafford because like I said, my husband's a Lions fan. I also love Matthew Stafford. It's hidden, but I have a signed Matthew Stafford helmet over here just because I'm still in denial that he's with the team that I hate the most out of the NFL, which is the Rams. I'm from St. Louis. They divorced me to go back to their oh. second wife, but that's neither here nor there. So we did not see any of that, but uh, this Perkins fella, he looked, he looked pretty darn good. Yeah, no, I liked him. And uh, at first I, I was just taken aback by how fast he was. Uh, I just, my, my, my mind did not remember him being as fast as he was. It's like when you put on the Rams uh, blue and you just became a little bit faster. Um, but no, he was all over the field. I think he had over like 140 uh, all-purpose yards. Uh, and so he was looking good. On, on the other side of the ball, Nate, Nate Peterman is still in the game. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't understand. Like, maybe that guy, like, has something over the league or has, like, you want a card game with John He's Cruz. like the Sam Bradford who never actually started. No. Like, who, who is your agent, Sam Bradford, and how did they convince the NFL that you're good? Yeah, well, including I'm, the Rams. I'm sorry, that was super harsh, but you should uh, see some of his pictures. He's consistently like, eh, which is not a good look. You shouldn't do that. Really long sleeves on his jersey, and he looked really dork. Good. Yeah, dork. Well, Nathan, very harsh. Nathan Peterman is a dork as well. He turned the ball over twice. He fumbled, and his name is Peterman. He had an interception. I, yeah, I mean, he's he's not even <laughs> he's not even Jay Peterman's uncle or anything. You know what I mean? Like just. <laughs> or nephew, or he's just, he's not, that's the only thing that I kind of, I just watched all the highlights and the whole time I just kept thinking, why is he here? You know, he was there for a long time. In the game repetitively, I was like, he's still in the game. So it was just, no, 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 thank you. But, uh, you know, I, I did like just the, the, uh, the Rams seemed a little bit more uh, fluid uh, than the, uh, the Raiders, just to be honest. Oh yeah, you're you're not lying. The the Raiders looked atrocious. Even John Gruden was like, I'm really mad, and you know, cursing on the sideline. And you know, they're like, sorry about that. No, you're not. You purposely went to his face because you knew he was gonna curse. Stop it. Don't right. don't be coy. All right. All right, let's go ahead and go to our last game that we're gonna cover today. Broncos. Uh, Seattle. Okay. I am a graduate of the University of Missouri. I am a homer and I love Drew Locke immensely. And when I watched this game, I cried. I cried tears of, of sadness and hope was coming out of my, my eyelids down my face and into tissues because Drew Locke looked atrocious. His first two drives, he got sacked. Teddy Bridgewater looked very, very calm. He actually moved the chains, even though it's not nearly as exciting. That sucked. And the run game was, again, no more clear. What are we going to do with Melvin Gordon? Likely going to be a timeshare. I didn't like anything. But the thing I got the most from the Seahawks was their backup sucks. Their mm. backup quarterback. 
is terrible. You mean Magoo? His name is Magoo. Magoo. Yeah, Magoo. That they kept saying Magoo. Magoo. They were like saying it on purpose. They're like Magoo, Magoo, Magoo. Every time I would do it too. At any time he would like was near the ball, I'd be like Magoo. <laughs> I, Magoo. It's, not, yeah. it's I can't. I have it's, to. Can't not say it. So it's it's joning on Magoo is what's coming out of this show. Well so. played, sir. Well played. Yes, well you. played. All right, did I lose you here? No, I still have you. Yes, sorry, my, my screen froze there real quick for a second. All righty, is there anything else that you wanna bring up about this because the Sunday game at one o'clock was an absolute snooze fest, I napped. Yeah, no, uh, I, I'm out I too. did. And, and the Giants are out, they're out. And, and with Cleveland, they're, they're out too. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not in on any of those run fest, snooze fest, no thank you. Yeah, that was that was super boring. Like I said, I literally took a nap and it was it was delightful. Yeah. You know, okay. I take naps. It's like my way of getting through this life. Deal with it. All right, let's wrap up with some injury news really quick. We actually got, you know, kind of clean out of this weekend, which is fingers crossed, something that we always want to see. We don't want to see massive injuries, but we do have a few that we can cover. Luckily, they're not too serious. Jalen Waddle had kind of a scary situation with his knee. That is the rookie wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins. It did not look good. He was trying to block for a Miles Gaskin run. He started limping, but Brian Flores said he got dinged up mm. and that was it. So apparently this is not incredibly serious, but that's just something to keep your eye on. If you guys are in your dynasty leagues, if you decide to take him and redraft, make sure you keep his eyes on what he's doing. Clyde Edwards-Alaire running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. He had some kind of like an internal ankle sprain. The reason I'm bringing it up is because there still hasn't been any more devastating news. So it looks like we're trending in the right direction for him. He should be good to go for week one. That is also a great thing. Uh, speaking of that Lions-Steelers game, punters great, Lions suck. Juju Smith-Schuster did have some kind of a hand injury that he suffered. He went into the tent, that he didn't come back out and play. Apparently, that's a non-issue. Nothing going on there. And then Stefan Diggs, who has been dealing with some kind of a knee issue, should be returning to practice pretty soon, which is all really good. So everyone, keep your eye on injury updates. Keep your eyes on the news to make sure that you stay on top of those things, whether or not you're doing daily fantasy, you're doing your over-unders on price picks, promo code MMN, or you're getting ready for your redraft fantasy leagues. You need to have this information set and ready to go. So Scott, before we wrap up, please tell everybody what you're working on and where they can find you. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. Uh, you can find me over at NimbleWNumbers on Twitter and then NimbleWNumbers.com. Wide receiver two theory. Put it into Google. Get the SEO going for that. Uh, last year, I predicted eight out of the 10 picks I had were in the top 25 in wide receiver. I told you to take DK Metcalf over Tyler Lockett. I told you guys to take Calvin Ridley over Julio Jones. I was all over it. This year, I got a whole new batch, a whole new set of guys for wide, wide receiver two theory. So go check it out over there. Uh, and then please... Check out the, the, the Mayo Media Network. Follow us on YouTube. Smash the like button. Smash the subscribe button, please. Uh, you know, and then follow Lauren uh, on Twitter. Is it at Lauren Stepmom? Uh, Stepmom Lauren. Stepmom Lauren, yeah. Follow her on Twitter. Uh, and then I think that's it. That's all I think we need to know. And then we have the, the, the make sure you do your prize picks and you sign up with MNN. And when you do that, you'll get a $100 deposit. You put in 100 bucks, it'll double it. So that's money that you can make and, and spend that is yours to, to win. Lots of prize picks all year. Uh, so please do check that out. MMN is the promo code. 
Love it. Love it. Mayo Media Network for everyone who doesn't understand what MMM stands for. Scott, thank you so much. I know we're going to be doing this again in the future. And for everybody, good luck on Monday with all of your prize picks, promo code MMN, with all your daily fantasy. And also, if you have any drafts coming up, good luck. And we will see you next week.